Good afternoon and welcome into Sports Talk on a Budget. It is Monday uh, uh, Monday afternoon, February 12th of our Lord 2023. Uh, huge day, obviously, today. This is the day after the Super Bowl. So this will be my full reaction to the Super Bowl. My full reaction kind of break down exactly what I saw in yesterday's game between the Chiefs and the 49ers. But before I get into that, um, obviously, just want to start off with, if you like this content, please like and subscribe to the show on YouTube. If you prefer the audio version, of course, it's available on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and basically wherever you get your podcasts. Please like and um, subscribe to the show there as well. But with all that being said, let's go ahead and dive into the show. And as I mentioned before, this is my full reaction to the Super Bowl that happened yesterday. That is going to be the only topic of the show, just about the Super Bowl. Going to react, like I said, exactly to what I saw. And then um, at the end, just going to do a little bit of a recap on the uh, dynasty that has been born yet, that was born yesterday for the um, the Kansas City Chiefs winning three out of the last five Super Bowls and playing in four of the last five Super Bowls. Talk about their legacy in the dynasty a little bit. But first, just kind of want to break down the game. And look at that. So let's go ahead and do that. So how I would characterize um, yesterday's Super Bowl is a good great, a good game with a great ending. That's why I would categorize yesterday's Super Bowl. Good game, great ending. Started off very slow. It was 10 to 3 at halftime. Uh, it was 0-0 in the or second. I think it was 3-0 at the end of the first quarter. So a defensive game, which is not exactly a boring game. For those who know, but it's a game that, you know, isn't going to attract a lot of people. And of course, Super Bowl is going to be watched by more casual sports and NFL fans than any other game throughout the entire season and postseason as well. So it's not going to be the most entertaining game for people that aren't huge NFL and football fans, a defensive game, which it was in the first quarter or in the first half. But like I said, good, very good game, very good defensive game. Both defenses came to play. There was something that. I thought could happen. I thought should happen. If the my kind of thing, if you listen to my show on Friday, was the 49ers defense was going to have to play a lot better than what they did in their first two um, games versus the Packers and the Lions, and they showed up and they played a lot better. Now it wasn't enough at the end, but we'll get into that a little bit here. But both defenses showed up. The um, Kansas City Chiefs defense made plays when it needed to, and they were very opportunistic. Spagnola had a good kind of plan, both in the first half, but especially in the second half with different blitzes and things like that. But really what this game boils down to me is about four different plays or sequences. I'm going to break down those four different plays or sequences. And um, like I said, I think these were the difference in San Francisco holding up the Lombardi last night versus what actually happened, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs holding up the Lombardi last night. So the first play I'm going to look at is going to be obvious, and that was the the punts that bounced off of um, bounced off of a player. Then Ray Ray McLeod went to go pick it up. He couldn't pick it up. Chiefs recover it, and then they score on the very next play, and that turned the game on its head, turned it from being a 10-6 game to a 13-10 game, and a game that you thought that the 49ers had control of, or it seemed like they did. They were, they were, you thought they were the better team. You thought they had played better the entire way up until that point, and that was about midway through the third quarter. And then all of a sudden you look up and they're down three and the Chiefs are up. And it's like, wow, this game has really turned on its head. So that was, of course, a big play, probably the biggest play in the game. Number two play, and this is going to be more of a sequence and not a, just a play. And this was in the third quarter as well. And Kansas City, the first uh, the first one, they win the toss to start the game. So they get the ball to start the second half after getting a field goal to end the first half. So they have an opportunity to go tie the game or maybe obviously get even closer if they get another field goal. That doesn't happen. 
on their first on their opening drive of the second half, Patrick Mahomes throws his first interception of this postseason and his first interception in the last seven postseason games that he's played. And the San Francisco 49ers player, he intercepted the ball at the 44-yard line of the Kansas City Chiefs. Why I'm going to highlight this play in this sequence is because you're at the 44-yard line. You're up 10-3. to you, You're already in field goal range, as we saw with, uh, with Jake Moody. He made a 53- and 55-yard uh, field goal. So you're already basically in field goal range, but you need about five to seven more yards to get into a more comfortable field goal for Jake Moody and more comfortable uh, attempt there, of course, as well. But what happens is they get an income, they get, they lose a couple yards on the first play. You get a false start penalty and then you're behind the sticks. You don't get enough on that third down scramble there um, from Brock Purdy to get in, get you into a comfortable field goal. And then you're punting. So you get a huge play to start the second half. Kansas City felt like they had momentum. They got some points at the end of the first half. They thought they can get kind of a two-for-one, get a touchdown or even a field goal in the beginning of the uh, second half and really take the momentum away from the 49ers. You took that away from them. But then you didn't do anything with it. You didn't do anything with it. Like I said, you needed five to seven yards to be a comfortable field goal or just a couple of yards for an attempt because Moody had – he did make yesterday two very long field goals, which is sort of uncharacteristic for him as well. So that I thought was huge because you go up 10 there, you make it 13 to three, you go up 10. Now it's a two possession game again. Now it's a 10 point game again. Yes, I know that that doesn't really mean much because Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs team comes back from 10 point games all the time. But what you get is momentum. Not only did you intercept Patrick Mahomes and they hadn't been playing well on offense the entire way, now they get an interception. But you get momentum, you put points on the board. It was kind of like my argument with uh, Dan Campbell going for it on fourth down in the NFC Championship game instead of kicking the field goal and going up three possessions. Momentum is huge in a game like this, especially in the Super Bowl, especially against the team that the Kansas City Chiefs that can feed off of anything that happens during a game. And that's exactly what happened because you turned into what could be like a, a catastrophic air. One of the first, the first interception Patrick Mahomes has thrown in seven playoff games. You turn that into basically no harm, no foul for the, for the Kansas city chiefs. Now I know you punted the ball and you downed it inside the five yard lines. So you did a good job on that end, but they were able to get a couple first downs, kind of flip the field, get a three and out. And then they got the momentum back on their side and they're only down seven at that point. They're only down seven at that point. They're not down two possessions. So the game is still within reach of just one score. So that sequence there I thought was huge just because you needed to get points there. You get a huge interception, a huge momentum change. You're already in field goal range when you get that interception. To go backwards on two consecutive plays and then to not get into field goal range on that third down, it's just something that maybe not a lot of people looked at in the moment, but in the moment I was just like, wow, that is a big time missed opportunity in a game that was only 10 to three where points were coming at a premium at that time. You needed to put some sort of points on the board after getting a change of possession like that. And then the third, uh, the third kind of big play to me was just another obvious one as well. And that was the third and five in the, at the end of um, towards the end of regulation. So you get down, you're within, you're, you're close to the red zone You have third and five. It's about a minute 50 left. You pick up this first down. They're going to have to take a timeout. They only have one timeout left. You can basically bleed the clock. You're already in Jake Moody's field goal range, and you're going to win the game. And 
what happens on this play is Steve Smagnola dared Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy to make a play on a on a blitz. They disguised the blitz with Trent McDuffie. He didn't look like he was coming. Came right on the uh, right on the snap. Got right in Brock Purdy's face. Brock Purdy couldn't get the ball past him. Knocks it down. Not only do you not get the first down, but you stop the clock. So they don't even have to run. They don't even have to uh, waste the timeout. You stop the clock. So now they have a minute fifty and two timeouts just to get a field goal with Patrick Mahomes. That's basically a layup at that point. So that was a huge play there. Um, Yes, it's what what can you do? They they beat you there. Spagnola beats Shanahan on that play because Shanahan did not see that blitz coming. Probably should have if you know Spagnola's record. He is a guy that likes to be aggressive, especially in those opportunities. So you probably should have saw that coming if you were Shanahan. But either way, he beats you on that play. And that that happens. And it just happens. And then the fourth and final play that I really think kind of um decided the outcome of this game was the third and four in overtime. You drive, you get the ball in overtime. You're driving down the field. You're getting big plays. You get a big uh, holding call on the first, um, the first uh, sequence of the first three downs. So you have momentum. You're inside the red zone. You're on the nine yard line, third and four. Shanahan draws up a great play. Brandon Ayuk is actually going to be wide open for a touchdown, but your offensive line doesn't block the best player on the Kansas City Chiefs defense, and especially the best player on their defensive line, and Chris Jones. He disrupts the play. He gets in Brock Purdy's face. He can't step in and make a good throw. He basically just throws it out of bounds, and now you have to settle for a field goal. And now you're at the mercy of your defense holding Patrick Mahomes to a field goal to tie it or getting a stop. And, of course, we saw how that went out. They score a touchdown. They win the game. So those are my four plays that I thought decided the game. This was a very evenly matched game, of course. That's why it ended up going into overtime. Basically a five-quarter game because that almost went all the way to the end of overtime. We almost had to go to a second overtime quarter. But the Chiefs were able to score a touchdown before we had to do that. But very evenly matched game. But just another kind of um, another thing that people have been saying for years now when you play the Kansas City Chiefs, you can't kick field goals and expect to win the game. The 49ers kicked a field goal at the end of regulation, got lucky that they were able to hold Mahomes in Kansas City out of the end zone at the end of regulation. Time just kind of ran out because Kansas City was going to probably score on that sequence. I thought they would try to get a touchdown with six seconds, but they didn't want to risk it, send Butker out. He made the field goal, sent it to overtime, and then you get into overtime. You have to get into the end zone. If you're going to take the ball and not defer, and you're going to be the first to act, You have to get in the end zone. You can't give it back to Mahomes with a chance to win by scoring a touchdown, and that is exactly what happened. So that is a theme that has been known since playing Mahomes and the Chiefs, basically since his second year when he became the starter for Alex Smith and this Kansas City Chiefs team. You cannot kick field goals against them because when they need a touchdown or they need a field goal or something, Patrick Mahomes more often than not is able to get that, and that's what he did yesterday to win the Super Bowl. So... Just a little bit of a takeaways there. And kind of a huge turning point in this game was that third quarter. The third quarter where the the Chiefs outscored the San Francisco 49ers 10 to nothing. And the 49ers, we saw they got that interception, went three and out, lost yardage. They got another possession after that where they were still up 10 to three, went three and out again. Got another possession after that, went three and out again. They actually had negative two yards on their first three possessions of the second half in the third quarter. And 
you just can't keep giving Patrick Mahomes opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, and your defense was getting stops, and you had momentum on your side. Then, of course, the punt thing happens, and it throws everything out of whack, and that's when the game really kind of started at that point. But just to look at this Chiefs team, Mahomes showed his greatness. I think this game was more about the defense. The defense kept them in the game, and it kept them within striking distance so Patrick Mahomes could do his thing late in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter, and in overtime. So hats off hats off to this Kansas City Chiefs defense. They have been kind of the unsung hero of this team for the entire season. They're really the reason why this team was in the position they've been in all year to get into the playoffs, to win the division, to win on the road against Buffalo, to win on the road against Baltimore. The defense has kind of really been the backbone and, the, like I said, the unsung hero of this team. And they stepped up and they played really well. And San Francisco was moving the ball in the first half. That first drive, they move it all the way down into the red zone. Then they, uh, the Chiefs strip Christian McCaffrey. They're moving the ball again. They can get a stop. So this Chiefs team bent a little bit in the first half but didn't break in a big way. The second half, they really kind of put the clamps down. And they did bend even a little bit more in the second half also, but they didn't break holding the 49ers to field goals in the most critical drives, getting those stops with Chris Jones making that Chris Jones making that pressure in overtime, with Trent McDuffie getting that pressure at the end of regulation to give their all world, all pro, all star legend at the at this point, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, opportunities after opportunity to go ahead and win this game. And when you give a guy like that enough opportunities, he's going to go win the game, and that's exactly what he did. Yes, it took all the way to overtime, but you got to get got to tip your hat, like I said, to this defense. If they keep on getting stops and getting opportunities, more often than not, Patrick Mahomes is going to finally cash in on those opportunities, and that's exactly what happened. So that was kind of my reaction. Like I said, good game, great ending. I won't go as far as great game or classic Super Bowl because there was large stretches of this game that weren't very good. There, there was, like I said, there were defensive. So if you're a defensive fan or you're a fan of defense, then yes. But there was also some bad, um, some bad offensive play as well. So I'm gonna go ahead, like I said, categorize it as good game, great ending. We got to see the new overtime rules kind of implemented there, especially in the Super Bowl. There was rumors that after the game that the Niners, some Niners players weren't really aware of the new overtime rules. That's not good, but I'm not gonna harp on that too much. Not going to harp on the Niners and Kyle Shanahan that much either. Yes, there was some missed opportunities, but that happens. That happens when you're playing in the Super Bowl because you know you're playing a really good team. You know you're playing a really good defense, the Kansas City Chiefs. That happens. You lose sometimes. You don't win on every single play. Yes, do I think they should have handed the ball off to Christian McCaffrey more in the third quarter and second half? Yes, I do. But they still gave themselves enough opportunities at the end to go ahead and win this game. They unfortunately just did not capitalize on those opportunities, and that's why they're losing again in the Super Bowl. But this is a team that's going to be around. Most of these guys are signed for the future. Brock Purdy looks like the future for this franchise. I wouldn't look around. Go ahead and keep Brock Purdy as your starter. You can keep Sam Darnold as your backup just to have a steady backup. But Brock Purdy is the future of this team. He got better and better. He had some adversity early on in the playoffs and overcame that, both against the Packers and the Lions. And I thought he played a really good Super Bowl. Yes, he missed some throws. Yes, there were some opportunities that he could have made those made some bigger throws and bigger plays. But I thought he played well enough, especially you have a guy in his second year starting in the Super Bowl against the reigning, the current dynasty in the league. So I thought he played well enough to give them opportunities to win. Unfortunately, he's just going up against a team that's just, it's their time. 
It's their time. They have the right coach, the right quarterback. Now they have the right defense as well. It's their time, and he just ran. He's ran up against the wrong team at the wrong time. Was uh, Brock Purdy in this uh, 49ers um, team? Like I said, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the legacy of this Kansas City Chiefs team under uh, Mahomes and Andy Reid. Last five years, played in four Super Bowls, won three. Played in every single AFC Championship game in these last five years as well. It's a dynasty at this point. You win three out of five Super Bowls and play in four of those. You are a dynasty. And Patrick Mahomes is only 28 years old. The future is a little bit um, up in the air with Andy Reid, how much longer he'll coach. I fully expect him to be back next year, but I don't know how much further. Travis Kelsey's 34 years old. I don't know how much longer he has. Chris Jones is a free agent, is probably going to look to get a big payday as well. So he kind of just took a one-year deal and a little bit of a, not a pay cut, but kind of a deal for the Chiefs. He's got three Super Bowls now, so is he going to go look to get paid? I would probably expect that, so I don't know if Chris Jones is going to be back, but Look at the rest of their defense, Legereus Sneed, Trent McDuffie, George Karloftis. They're all under contract. They're all young and getting better and better each year. Pacheco's getting better. You have to assume that they're going to try to address the wide receiver position and get better there. Rasheed Rice should get better next year as well with another year under his belt and in the system. So this is a team that's not going away. It's not going away. They have an opportunity next year to do something that has never been done in NFL history, and that is three-peats as Super Bowl champions. They're not the favorites right now. They're currently second in the odds market behind the San Francisco 49ers. You can make a case that the 49ers maybe might be well better suited to win the Super Bowl or be favorites as of right now. I would have made the Chiefs the favorites because it's just like, I mean, they won the last two. How can you not make them the favorites? A lot of their teams should be back. But there is some question marks about this team. They're gonna have a they're gonna have definitely an opportunity to make history next year in three P. But they've already cemented their place in history as a dynasty in this um, this generation's dynasty and cur- the current dynasty. And like I said, Patrick Mahomes is 28 years old. They have a young defense. There is still question marks about Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid long term. But you still have a good nucleus. And whenever you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, just like when the when the Patriots had Tom Brady, you're always going to have a chance to win a Super Bowl. So. I'm not really going to bet against them anymore. I didn't bet against them in this game. I had them plus two in this game. And I think it was plus one and a half. Either way, I had them, and I, I like the money line as well. And money line obviously would have hit because they won. So hats off to the Kansas City Chiefs. You are a dynasty, and you could be even something bigger in the making. Good Super Bowl game. Great Super Bowl ending. Either way, enjoyed it. Hate that the that football is over and we're not going to watch another NFL game for basically another eight months or nine or sorry, seven months at this point. But either way, great season. So there were some great storylines. There was a lot of mediocre play that would be a conversation for another time. Maybe not the cleanest season of football, but that's a conversation for another time. Either way, great season. Um, I will be talking about the NFL and football all off season as well. I'll get into more stuff coming into free agency and the draft and just everything from the NFL offseason and college football and other sports as well. But a great season. And um, thank you for listening and watching. This is Sports Talk on a Budget, of course. Please subscribe if you do like this content on YouTube under Sports Talk on a Budget. Or like I said, if you prefer the audio version, you can subscribe and like these uh, these audio uh, the audio version on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or basically wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you again for watching and listening and have a great day.